0: what is up you guys it is time to motivate we are back with an all-new episode of buddha bear talks the podcast i am i am your handsome host Cell hemingway giving you all the love life tea and action on this wonderful 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 thursday evening oh my god it's been kind of been a minute y'all i miss you all so much Ugh what has been going on so much has been going on since the last time i posted the episode of COVID 19 um if you guys haven't peeped that episode go check that out right now it is available and i want to hear y'all i just hope that you guys get to hear my honest opinion how i felt about it because it still sucks and i want to take the time to shout everyone out to all my listeners from the New York City Tri-State area, Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, Manhattan, even the Bronx and freaking Jersey, down South, California, Vegas, everyone is there, even the states that I haven't mentioned. I see you, I hear you, I appreciate you all for tuning in so much. It has been a little bitty bitty minute. I've just been busy, been working, um, getting everything together. Also working on brand new things going on for the Buddha Bear brand. I can't wait to share with you all what's going on. And if you guys also haven't noticed, I've been on the Wisdom App. If you guys haven't downloaded the Wisdom App, it's conversate is a dope ass app that we have more one on one conversations about. Could be about like anything you think about. It's from like financial to health and wellness, cooking. And so much more. I've also been featured on the app. So, why don't you guys find out and check me out? Come on. My username is Ray Evolution 1985. Um, it's the same username I use for my Instagram. Because because um, my old Instagram, rayevolution 85, has been hacked. Which totally sucks. And I had to create a whole new page. So, it has been a little bit of obstacles going on here and there. Um... I just found out also a lot of blessings have been manifesting. Um, It's, I can't, yo, it's so much. I want to tell y'all so much, but it's something happened at work, which is very good news. It's to the point now I can now work full time and also have set schedule. I have a set schedule where I can now focus on my podcast and my Buddha Bear brand. Which I am so excited to tell you, and plus, honey, I got a raise on top of that. I'm so freaking happy! Yes, yes, people, yes. Um, I also wanted to see how you guys are doing. If you have any other questions. On what's been going on with me or what's what's going on with your topics you want to talk about hit me up on the gmail or hit me up on instagram on Buddha Bear Talks the podcast that is my ig for the Buddha Bear Talks the podcast page or you can hit up my personal on Ray Evolution 1985 that is my new instagram so and if you also want to try wisdom app you can hit me up on there because I'm also featured on there and on the wisdom also I even talk about the episode that I probably posted right afterwards so I go on there and tell people going live and tell them hey you guys check out the episode it's up and running and we talk about the topics but since you guys are my Buddha Bear family and you have been listening to me for so long I greatly appreciate your support and love and happiness and great things are happening to Spotify and Anchor yes y'all If you guys ain't been on the Anchor app, you guys are missing out. If you want to create your own podcast show, this is the place and the time to do it. And it's free. What are you waiting for? Join the Wisdom app today. You get to bug me more. You get to see how we talk and all the other stuff. And I also want to... We're going to be talking about today's episode with family, work, favoritism, and more as as that topic... I was really debating whether to release this episode to you guys. I I, I done I've pretty much done it like before the end of September. And I just I was like debating whether to release it because it, it is that deep of an episode. It shares like some of not just my personal struggle with some of Ashley's personal struggles she's gone through and what she had to overcome and Is so much more along to those I would even stuff with my own struggles and stuff. So, you're in the episode, you're gonna hear a lot more like with family favoritism, how it affects people's lives, how it affects people's lives and overall, and how to really transform it and how to turn the situations around to make it into a positive and get people to understand and hear you out more because I know I'm not the only one that goes through family favoritism and work favoritism you even hear a little bit of work favoritism in it too because child it's it's so deep like stuff I'm not even going to stay on on Instagram but since you guys are like my family you hear it all here on the T on this podcast you're going to hear all in tonight's episode it's going to be juicy it's like I don't know if you ever going through a situation at home or at work where you feel like you're the outcast, like you can't literally be yourself. And the more you do things for yourself and bring you bring out your own potential, your own uniqueness, your own flavor, you're going to have those people that just hate on you and telling you like, like you can't allow to be happy, which is, I don't know why people do that. It's just weird, but... After the break, we're I'm going to get more in-depth on what's going on. Why I said what I said. Because it, it, it's more to the T. you got to li- learn to hear and listen and dissect it in your head. Be like, hmm, what is... Wow, Ray's going through this much and Ashley went through this much? Child is so much more into this. We're going to go into a little break. And when we come back, I'm going to bring it back more. Pick up where we left off. And I'm gonna, we're going to jump right into the episode of... Family, work favoritism, and so much more, and how we turn the whole situation around in your daily lives. All right, we'll be back. Time to motivate Tinder. What up, you guys? This is Ray here, and I'm here to tell you about the Anchor app. It's the easiest way to make a podcast up to date. To make it break it down for you, it's free. It has a creation tool that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. It will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listening chip. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. It is time to motivate. We are back, you guys. Oh my God. To all my amazing dope-ass listeners tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome. Where we picked off before we went on break was... I was basically giving a little tea about being like like dealing with work and family favoritism how you always been treated like the black sheep of the family I was also talking about in little retrospective how I was being really reluctant not to release this episode but in order to transform lives one day at a time and also to keep it real with you I have to let it out and express the deepness what's going on in this podcast because how can I help my listeners if I don't share a brief experience what I personally went through and just to let you guys know the to let you guys also know that you guys are not alone going through the same shit so I was basically long story short later in the episode you'll hear me say deep in the episode one in the next segment after this um you'll hear me say some things of what probably happened to me probably in our probably at home during my past early days of my past and stuff like that but more it was more about dealing with work a little bit but then also it was coinciding with family as well what people really didn't know have known a lot, like what people really didn't know was that within my family like well not just within my family with all families I don't know because your family's probably different from mine but I was also treated like as the black sheep of the family and even though I was the oldest and I didn't get good grade school because dealing with bullying and dealing with, deal with some of the people I went to high school with school in North Carolina it was really a bad situation it was bad to the point that I didn't want to deal with school, I didn't want to deal with people anymore, there were times I not wanted to deal with anything, and I was expressing this with my therapist, like, why I had this thing of holding things in, and went through the shit that I went through, like, even when... I moved back up here it wasn't all dandy and roses it's like I bust my ass I went to work and got a job before the end of the month I had to pay rent do all this other shabazz all this responsibility that was thrown at me as always and just like suck it on up on what's going on it was just really crazy and downhill from that point in my past and then now Fast forward a little bit, I went to culinary school, graduated, four point on top of my class, you would think that things would get a bit better, nah, it got more worse than it did and it started affecting me on my interactions with other human beings outside my family, going on dates and stuff like that and my confidence really sank low. So you're here actually say more about what was situation, certain situations she went through in her life. And then you hear a little bit of mine What I went through probably would work, but I'm going to give you some of the stuff that I went through how it's going to coincide with family favoritism. Like my family, so not, some of the family members of mine kind of treating me like shit. I'm not calling nobody out because that's not what we're going to do, but I've been through so I've been mistreated really horribly. I know I've done my fair share of bad stuff, but that's not doesn't give you right to treat your son or daughter any other way. Treat them like shit, especially if they don't understand what's going on because all you've been doing others but being respectful, hardworking and uplifting to them but they treat you like crap sometimes your family can be your greatest enemy even some of your co-workers that came that don't even understand you or misunderstood you or just plain right being a jerk and a jackass they don't want to play that enslavement trapment on you and that was a lot because i had to let this out but it gets to a point it gets tiring you being treated like the black sheep of the family, you really feel like you are literally the outcast. That's how I was in high school growing up, and it's even through college. And when I got into culinary, it was the only place I didn't feel like an outcast, I felt like a human being. It's like when you go through stuff and you grow up, you start seeing changes and you mature. You kind of look back at those things like, Wow, down those days were very dark as fuck because I didn't love and accept myself and um, my family my family only wanted me to do better and wanted me to get get locked in a situation where i have a good well-paying job and benefits of and but they had a weird funny way of showing it and when i got into the practice and putting that together and yo t- i went through journeys through like I even told some of my SGI family what was going on. Some of them that that I'm real close with understood the situation I was going through, and they were giving me the tools to like, "Hey, this is your chance to really transform it." In the beginning, I didn't know how to transform my situations at home and at work because both situations were very like were very suffocating, and they were quick to down talk you like you're a damn fucking slave and i i just didn't like that shit and that's how i end up lashing out and being more the more i lashed out and more angry than i was the shit that then people look at you like you were crazy to the point i almost lost my old job and which long story short I lost my temper at my old job and I was nearly busting a damn employee upside their head and it wasn't a very good shot (laughs) and then when you get into fast forward now at the hospital job where I'm at it's better it's gotten a lot better I've been to myself I worked and made a couple of new friends that I'm really cool with and to some people that I, that that helped me along the way in the hospital where i'm at and i even got dope ass nurses that helped me which i greatly am appreciative to them every single day but even while i was working at the hospital i think like the other i think the other day i'm just sitting here like you know me i'm over here laughing enjoying myself it's, it's a great i had a great it's gonna be a great evening shift and then this person was over here telling me why you? It ain't that. I think this person was telling a joke and she was just really being silly, and I can't help how I laugh. This person, long story short, was telling me, Why you laughing so hard? It's not that funny, da 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 da. And I literally snapped and said, What is your problem? Like, you don't pay none of my bills. You don't get to tell me what to the, what the laugh and not to laugh at. I could laugh as hard as I want. It's my body, my laugh. I'm not your slave. Snap out of that stuff. I'm gonna laugh again. Ahaha! Ha. You got a problem. Step up. So guess what? I shut that situation down. I could have did it a different way, but this is the stuff that this is what I was kind of showing an example of what I went through at work. And this is this is this co-worker. I'm not mentioning this person's name because I don't want no names being out there. I don't want nobody saying, "Oh, what's he talking about?" You just gonna find out on your own. But long story short, I shut that person down. And I told them about themselves, and they didn't come at me like that ever since. But this is how it is. I have to get this off my chest. So here we go. Forgive me, but don't tell a person who they're laughing at, or tell a person how to laugh, or when to laugh, or when not to laugh, or when not to be themselves. It makes you look like an immature asshole. From the from where I'm, it makes you like an insensitive asshole make you look like a jerk and it makes you look like you're like you're enslaving a person. Stop doing that. It does look like that from a distance. You might be saying in your head, hey, what is he talking about? Cause I talked to my old co- my other co-worker about this, about how a person feels they tell you it's not that laugh like, that hard. Just my co-worker said, what the hell? This person can't laugh or whatever the fuck they want to? Who the hell is this person? I said thank you. That's all I wanted to know. I'm glad I wasn't the only person that felt that. And I was like, okay, I'm not bugging the fuck out. So by that saying, don't tell a person how to laugh, when to laugh, when not to laugh, or when not to be themselves. Because when you're at work, you're dealing with different energies. They just come here to do their job and go home and go to, go to sleep. People got other things to do. How would you feel someone tell you what you can and cannot do? It makes you look like a jerk. It makes you look insensitive. It makes you look like you're trying to enslave somebody. I don't do that enslavement shit. This ain't North Carolina where you... This ain't the South. Stop that nonsense. You have to really stop doing that. It makes you look insensitive and a jerk and an asshole. But once you do that to the right person and that person reacts, you're going to... You already cause up another situation. And then what? You're going to end up being in a fight. You're going to end up losing your job. Or you're going to end up being... Beat the fuck up and end up in a hospital or lose your job. It's not cool. It's not smart. And it's not wise. Because how do you feel someone did that shit to you? You wouldn't want that done to you. So don't do that to people unless you want that shit done to yourself. Let the people be. Let them be different. Let them be unique. Let them laugh as long as they want to because i'm gonna laugh when i want to no matter the fuck i want to i don't give a damn when you can't answer my bills i didn't come out of nobody's plus swa, ding-a-ling-ling their sperms you don't do that shit so it's a bit tmi but it's the truth if i didn't come out your plus swa and your ding ling and your sperm and your nut and shit don't tell me what i can't can't do you're not my mommy not my daddy you don't pay none of my bills and you don't pay none of mine so stop that and be respectful and be courteous and respect other people's differences and respect people for who they are. Because how would you feel if you was in that position? Be in my position. How would you feel after what I just said? Now you ain't in your feelings. You got people that react just how similar way how I reacted. So if that don't wake you up and snap you the fuck out of it. I don't know what will. You need some human revolution in your life and you need to really snap the fuck out of it. There we go. Wow, what a therapeutic moment. I felt good when I released all that shit out. <sighs> huh. Yes, y'all. I was in my feelings for a little bit, but I had to get that out there. Like, listen, Buddha Bear fans, my audiences, don't let people tell you how to live your life or tell you how to laugh and when not to laugh. You have your own vibe, your own clink. Be you. And... Don't let people at work treat you any other different. You stay true to who you are and do the best you can. Show those managers, those employers, how they hired you in the first place and earn their trust. So You can start doing amazing things in your own life and transform one day at a time. Being the Buddha Bear that you are. So, with that, getting all into the whole craziness and situation, I hope this gives you a bit of a, a little more perspective. But we're gonna jump right onto this episode into the Booty Bear conversation segment, and you're gonna get all the delicious edible tea. You're gonna hear me and Ashley share some different scenarios, and you will hear a little bit what's going on. But I gave gave you a little bit of my tea, what I went through. So I hope this gives you the encouragement to stay true to who you are and don't let people tick you out of your anger because they ain't winning because they know at the end of the day when they manifest that bullshit they're gonna get nothing but negative bullshits in result in return where they put it out there it comes back in return Karma's a bitch shabba now we're gonna get right into the daggone episode of food of family work favoritism and more Let's get into it. It's time for Booty Bear Conversations with your amazing Booty Bear host, Ray Hemingway. Time to get back with the combos. Tea time. All right, y'all ready for this? We are jumping into Booty Bear Conversations. And this is the episode where me and Ashley talk about the family work favoritisms and the past experience that we have together and separate and share different views and see exactly what's been going on. And always remember, show compassion to your peoples, to your coworkers and stuff, because you never know what they're really going through. I hope that you enjoy this episode and enjoy and learn a little something from one another. All right, let's get into this.
1: hey my love how are you how are you?
0: i'm doing (laughs) great doing great i'm just over here sipping my coffee i'm sipping on a glass of
1: pink Moscato in the tub relaxing (laughs) before i hit the pool (laughs) all right bougie queen Uh, yes you know
0: i'm the bougie bae i'm the bougie bae i'm loving it Oh, it's so good to be have you back in this episode. Oh,
1: yes.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: Yo. Today's topic is gonna
1: be family favoritism, bitch. Ooh, I got a couple of stories. I'm gonna mean, share a, a small personal one. And then um, I think I'm going to share a couple of interesting stories that, that I've heard of.
0: <laughs> oh, child, you know I'm here for the juiciness, bitch. Yes. And I'm going to share a little little something, something, too. And then I'm going to like, like, with the audience, because they can understand the similar situations that we both went through.
1: Amen, amen.
0: Because, honey, we all go through this all too well. And I was telling the audience, like, have you ever felt like nothing is ever good enough with your folks, even especially when you're doing something that you love and you're showing them or even you're getting treated crap by like your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, if you ever went through that, this is the episode that you need to hear because I'm going to share a little something, something because it happened to me License like, a little personal, but at the same time, it manifested to like things how I became socially awkward, and not feeling self-confident. It, it's gonna connect the dots,
1: yeah, okay. a lot of
0: things. So I was let let me go by saying it like this. The, what came this about? because I was like, you know, most of you guys don't know, or well, besides Ashley and some of my close peoples and my booty bear fans. Um, I got awarded the full-time position at my hospital job. It's been a long in the coming. Um, I get set hours, a set schedule, and I have a set schedule where I have more time to do the things I love outside of work. Long story short. Um, when I landed this job, I started, un- I started seeing a lot of things like, okay, people started like, treating me like oh, oh like before I would get treated like crap and damn they're like oh congratulations da, 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 da. and I'm saying him like you was not rooting for me when I was going through my struggles what, mm-hmm. what is really going on here when I was working at my bunny ass job and being a barista everybody was like you need to get it together being critical you need to do this you need to get in you need to get in mind you when I was trying to get in I wasn't get in i wasn't they rejected me rejection is protection Mm -hmm. so when when i finally got in during the pandemic it was like an aha moment i was like wait a minute before the pandemic i couldn't get through this shit now i was going to have a family now in the pandemic everybody dropping dead like flies
1: Mm. Mm -mm -mm. like
0: you are now support what's what's the switch up but yes it 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 was very funny to me and it and thinking back then i was talking to my therapist i was like yo this is what made me gone down spiral my self-esteem while i wasn't believing in myself i wasn't felt like my prayers were being answered and i just felt like i was gonna give up i was gonna say i was gonna stop Mm -hmm. but then long story short i hung in there some said keep going and my peoples was like, no, keep going and try again. You're going to get in. And when I got that job and I got in and then got my foot in the door and bust my tail and went through all the hoops and dandles at work about, it's like, oh, huh. even at work, like I say to myself, but then, you know me, I would meow, just keep my energy up. Like meow, 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 meow do, 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 do. You know me just to keep my bubbly energy up. Because mm-hmm. working in a hospital can make you want to hit the bottle. It really does. <laughs> I'm I'm begging for one now, but you even start seeing it at work too. I'm not even gonna get too too personal about it because I don't want nobody to think I'm on target, but I'm gonna give a little example. When you see a bubbly person that's not bothering anybody, that's very nice, that's very cool. They say they're very respectful and cordial. Say, hey you guys, how you doing? Good morning, good afternoon, whatsoever. And then you have another co-worker that's just not filling your vibe, like they're just jealous of you. Like, why is he always so happy? Why does he meow? They start being a hater. And it's like, but then you pee when other co-workers start being themselves. Mind you, you're being the same way as they are. It's okay for them to be them, but it's okay, for, but it's not okay for you to be yourself like you're some type of slave.
1: What kind of fuckery is that? Mm-hmm. So that's more work favoritism than family favoritism. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. It was more spiraling towards that. And it morphed like that. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And it's like, and then the person gets pissed off because they're like, yo, the person sees it, see a full force. And you're like, yeah. wait a minute. You're telling me I can't be myself? What? Are we living in slavery or some type of shit? uh uh-uh. mm-hmm. Uh-uh. anybody got time for that uh-uh no man you, you know this i was like uh-uh we ain't got time for this and it's like this person was like consistently he does his work he doesn't bother anybody he's all respectful, but then get treated like by one other person that wants to be unhappy get bullied because you laugh too hard or you're meowing or it's always something but when a person get pissed off they can't take it it's like, you really miss, do love company. And I was like, I hope, I don't know if that ever happened to you, Ashley, or something crazy similar?
1: Oh, most definitely. Oh, I,
0: I want to hear what, what, tell me, because shit, I thinking I'm so, going
1: crazy. So is this, is it, this is more seeming like it's about work than it is about family. So um, I'll share a work experience. So, and it's funny because I was literally just having this conversation with uh, one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. So back at the roastery, and this was racially inclined. I don't care what anybody says, but uh, mm-hmm. my days at Starbucks Reserve Roastery in New York City was a really interesting time because I got, I already knew of Starbucks, the brand on mm-hmm. two private accounts. So i worked for Starbucks, regular, corporate. And then I've worked for multiple franchises of Starbucks. So they were licensed, but it was a private-owned Starbucks. So I worked at Starbucks and J.P. Morgan Chase, which is owned by Aramark. I worked oh. at J- um, JFK Airport in JetBlue's terminals uh, for HMS Host Starbucks for a couple of years. So I've had experience working in corporate, outside of corporate, and with Starbucks itself as an entity. Now, Starbucks The Reserve Roastery is a a corporate Starbucks store. However, this was when I had the most issues with Starbucks as a whole. Mm -hmm. So, although there were a lot of ethnic people working at the time of uh, the store's grand opening, Uh the experience that a lot of us, myself included, uh, Uh had was really (laughs) terrible for lack of... Uh, of better words and it, it pains me to say this because what I experienced was not a reflection of the company that I've been working for for the past eight years so first I got recruited by um by Pat mm-hmm. who's been a Starbucks recruiter for over 25 years I don't want to give his last name because you know I'm like but Pat who are you and I knew Pat for a good seven years mm-hmm he knows my work ethic. I've been a general manager before. So I was gonna, literally getting pulled in to take Darian's job at the time. He wasn't on the list as assistant store manager for the retail area. Mm-hmm. I, that was supposed to be my job title. Now where nepotism and favoritism kind of the lines blur is because the, the OM above him had already worked with Darian. So this is the reason why he got the job, which is not an issue. Mm-hmm. However, come to find out the reason I got bumped out of the position is because the OM was somebody I had worked with previously at Toys R Us. <laughs> mm. So there was a block on that. And then there was a, a, a the word I'm looking for? A separation of treatment between non-Black employees and Black employees, for example. Now, I used to wear, well, not used to, because I still do. I wear human hair wigs, Mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's, it's on trend right now. It's, it's mm-hmm. always been a trend thing to do. However, Black women have always been wearing wigs and weaves as a form of protective styling because, and most people think that you don't have to assimilate, but you, you do Because if I walked into, and this is still New York City at this time, like most people are really be trying to uh, dignify it to locations or justify these actions because of where you reside. No, this was up north in New York City. Ding, ding. where I've experienced this type of discrimination against my hair. Now, if I walked into the store, which I've done before, with the way my hair naturally grows out of my head, I've been written up for it being called, quote-unquote, unkempt, and it being, quote-unquote, a hair violation. Now, the difference is I worked in the coffee retail area. I do not touch coffee. I don't brew it. I don't do any of those things. So mm-hmm. my hair being... Down should not be a problem. Specifically, mm-hmm. and I noticed that it was never a problem when I would wear my wigs. It was only a problem when my natural hair would be out or I would wear ethnic styles. Now, there wow. was a time where I showed up with twists. Mm-hmm. Not only did a manager touch my hair, which is a, a Black girl, no, no. Like First of all, you don't need to be touching it. Why are you touching anybody's personal space? Don't, don't touch their shoulder. Don't touch their body. Don't touch me. Like, do not touch me.
0: But mm-hmm. anyway,
1: touched my hair and said, you know, this is a health violation. So I asked how. Because your hair is supposed to be up or tucked inside of your hat. And I was like, understandably, but here in the uniform policy, because I work in the retail area, and I highlighted this for the person because I'm always going to be, or have my, um, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? for? Have my rights in order. So you're mm-hmm. not going to sit here and come to me with me breaking policy when that's technically not part of my uniform. My uniform as a retail worker, I don't need to have on a hairnet because I do not touch food and I do not touch coffee. I sell merchandise. Since when do I need a hairnet to, le- to sell a $7,000 statue? I don't. Mind you, I was the only person who was selling those statues in that store at the time, but that's neither here or there. Back to the original point. So I showed up with twi- the twist. I was told, one, I need to either put my hair up in the bun and because it, it's, it's like, it's Senegalese twist, how the fuck? I mean, I could put it in a bun, but it's not gonna fit under this, under this hat. Mm-hmm. So I was told either to take the style out or cut my hair. Mind you, by the main bar, there are three employees. One who was the, the star trainer, Audrey, or Aubrey, or whatever her I name mean is, mm-hmm. really nice lady, but she was always out of uniform because our uniform was the gray shirts and the khaki pants. Yes. She, never, she never wore an apron behind I the know. bar. And her hair, which was blonde, was never in a ponytail, It was never up, and she never had on a hairnet or a hat. And she's behind the bar brewing coffee. So you mean to tell me that our beans are so spectacular that her blonde hair can dangle and hang as is? No hairnet, no hair being tied up, no hair in a hat. It's not gonna fall off into our coffee because she has blonde hair. And that's not a health violation. Like make it make sense. And that was just that was just one occasion. The second occasion was another co-worker. I don't wanna put home blast because she still works there, but we like when she was telling the story about what happened to her, which is the same thing. I think she had braids at the time. Same mm-hmm. thing. Oh, it's a health violation. We both worked in the same area. I was livid in the break room, like how the hell you wanna tell somebody braids, which is an ethnic style, ethnic style mm-hmm. that it's a health hazard. One, if, a bra- if her braid fell, you would see it. Like, you're definitely gonna see that. If and if it fell into down. somebody's latte, at the very least, she would be like, throw that shit out, make another one, throw a hair it on, cool. Yeah, we, we do not work near coffee. we sell shirts, we sell statues, we sell coffee beans, but then those are already pre-packaged as well. So, and she's never behind that bar. So why the fuck would she, like, how is her hair a violation? Going back to the original point, you would have non-Black workers behind the bar actually brewing coffee and serving food without hair nets and without any talking to it. How is their hair not a violation when they're in direct contact with food? Mm. Like, so it was more racially inclined in in work favoritism than, than anything, because why is it that only ethnic hair is being called out for being a violation. And then as far as favoritism goes at work, and this is, this is kind of normal because you do have your favorites. I can see how people could, you know, win you over. However, it's business at the end of the day. So you're not going to sit here and stagnate somebody else's growth because you, you don't get along with them as much as you get along with your, your quote unquote friends. If this person is able to get the store to where it needs to be like our retail goals was about 35 percent anytime anytime i've been on shift it's been at 40 You you have people who master certain things in a time period like i mentioned before this we worked in retail was the only person who was literally selling the most expensive statue these people would not give me a raise they would not try to promote me and then try to use what they thought was my lack of employment history as a reason. Like, first of all, the person who told me, going back to Darian, who I, I didn't have any experience, which is why I wasn't uh, moving around like, sir, I was supposed to have your job. Then I showed him my emails and it was a whole different story. Like, oh, well, I didn't know. Well, first of all, you never know anything, which is a problem I have with you as an manager. Anytime I come to you with questions, you never have an answer. But lo and behold, you're always up so-and-so's ass because you're trying to fuck. Like, let's keep it a buck. the only reason why you're trying to promote people who don't deserve the position. And I'm sorry, the person I'm talking about, and I think you know who I'm talking about. She was a cool-ass girl, but, like, you show up late to work. You barely do anything. You don't like talking to customers. Like, what the fuck are you being promoted for? I, I know,
0: Oh, I know who you talking
1: about. So those would be the two examples that I have as far as like work, favoritism going down, like, and then favoritism going, being racially inclined, like you're only favoring your white counterparts. These people do nothing wrong. For the simple fact that one time, Danny and I were even having a conversation about discrimination, and we got written up for it. I think I remember that. And Danny was, too. like, what the fuck? Like, there's no reason why he should be getting written up for defending me in a situation we both felt I was being discriminated against. There is no reason that should go down. Damn. Like, for the simple fact that, and I'm so glad it ended up happening that way. I know I had to leave the company quickly because, like, if for my mental health, I need to go. You guys are you literally driving me crazy. And I didn't even need the job. Well, I needed the job. I don't want to say it like that, but I didn't need it permanently. Like, I just needed it to finish paying off for my wedding because I was getting married, and I wanted to make sure I had extra cash. Like, I don't want exactly. to be stuck on nothing. I want my wedding to go the way I wanted to. I'm trying to pay for this marijuana bar. Like, <laughs> I want the words. And you've been, you've been at my wedding. My wedding was a shit, so... I I was good. I was out. I like I don't need y'all. I already run my own business. Like I'm good to go. And I don't want to say it like that because you know, humbly, humbly speaking, I really do not need a job. But anyway, those are my experiences at the roastery as far as like work favoritism goes. Now, family favoritism—that's about to get a little bit deep. So I'm just gonna keep it. On the bare minimum. Yes. Excuse me. So, um, you see, my dad, he walked me down the aisle. You see his complexion, and then mm-hmm. you see my mom's complexion. Me, mm-hmm. I'm dark as shit. I'm literally the darkest person in my family. Like from my mom and dad, like their bloodline. Now, I do have step siblings, and because of their other moms and things like that, they, you know, they had they all range of different complexions. Mm-hmm. However, growing up in my family, it was always a constant reminder that I look different than everybody else. For like simple phrases like, oh, well look, like when we'd be looking at a magazine, oh, look at this girl, she darker than you. Almost like that's supposed to make me feel better because somebody out there is darker than me. Like, like it's as, as if there's something wrong with being dark skinned, you know? Wow. So I always felt like I would get treated like the black sheep of the family. Like everybody, most people probably won't admit to it today, but the outsiders who watched me grow up definitely knew my grandmother didn't like me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that—actually, the only person who kind of showed me that Black is beautiful is my aunt. And I feel like the only reason she did that is because she always wanted a girl. However, like, and that's sad, I only had one person to sit there and teach me the definition of beauty and how it doesn't derive from what you look like. It derives from who you are as a person. And it's like at all the family members I have. I have a bunch of brothers and sisters. I have a bunch of cousins. I have a bunch of aunts and uncles. Why only one person was able to sit there and, and teach this to me while the rest of y'all treated me like an outsider because I don't look like the rest of y'all. And not even like I don't look like the rest of y'all. I'm just darker because we all have the same features. We all, like my uh, family, we all have this nose. So we all go by, oh, like, that's, my, that's the last, my last name. That's your nose. So it's like, you know, all of the family has that. We all have the Mm -hmm. same shape eyes and we all have like the, what we used to call the perfect pout, like even shaped lips, even top lip, even bottom lip, full lips. Mm. Mm -hmm. We all have the same look, except I'm really, 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 really dark, which is something that I've grown to like. Like I really like my dark skin. and Even as a dark skinned woman, I tan. Like I really like being dark. It's just, unfortunately, the family that I was around probably didn't and I don't know if this comes from slavery or just like blatant colorism or I I really don't know where it derives from but like Mm -hmm. that is just my experience with family favoritism and I like you see my my brother my youngest brother like Like the the level of treatment is so different and they always try to justify it as oh well he's a boy that's okay well what about the rest of the siblings? Like, make it make, 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 it make sense. sense, you know? So that was just, like, you know, a brief synopsis of, like, family favoritism for me. That's something I can't really give a resolve to because I just, you know, I don't fuck with the family anymore. And as far as work, I, there was never any resolution because I ended up quitting. Like, there's, well, there's a change now from what I've seen because the two times that I've had visited back, management was completely shaken up because, like, after that whole investigation after I left, Mm -hmm. I dropped a bomb on them motherfuckers in corporate. So there was some sort of resolve at work. I just didn't get to benefit from it because I had left. Mm -hmm. So, and I think the ultimate resolve, because I I, I like to leave our listeners with something, as far as getting over anything, is to, one, talk about it, address Mm -hmm. the person doing it, and if they refuse to give you any type of closure, get it from yourself. It's fucked up that you have to move on and separate, but if that is what you need to do, do it. And I know it sounds easier said than done because a lot of things typically are like it's it's not always easy for somebody to just get up and move like you can't always just get up and move away from your family that might not be the option just like you can't always get up and quit your job like that might not be an option for people so I always try to leave our listeners with a little something to take away from it so if you can the best way to deal with something is to deal with it like take it head on address what was done acknowledge that take accountability and then correct actions and if it's one-sided then you might have to come up or create your own resolution whatever that may be now as far as some examples that i think our listeners may be able to relate to i found a couple of stories on google if you don't mind oh yeah i want to share it away my baby okay so this one is about school favoritism and it's mm. still a lot lines along the lines of family because it leads, the story leads into family helping out family. So here it goes. Playing favorites is the name of this one. <clears throat> so, way back in elementary school, I had three cat classmates. We'll call them, <laughs> I'm also, it's hilarious that they put this. I had three classmates Kim, Courtney, and Chloe. <laughs> Those are the Kardashian <laughs> sisters' names. <laughs> so, so, well, so, Kim, Courtney, and Chloe, whose mother handled all of our classroom parties. We always had an egg hunt around Easter, and the three students who found the most eggs won chocolate bunnies. So we had about 30 kids in our class, and all of us were to bring in three eggs to be hidden. The teacher would pull down the window shade so we couldn't look outside to see where the moms hid the eggs on the playground. Every year, from kindergarten through sixth grade, those three classmates always found the most eggs, up to like a dozen each usually, while the rest of us rarely found more than one or two. Some never found any, and the girls eventually confessed that their moms always told them that they would hide piles of eggs behind specific trees near the doors while telling the whole class, oh, the eggs can be found anywhere on the playground. So one year, a boy found an egg that would have to be put in the total in the running, so and he would have been able to get a chocolate bunny, but he was told, quote unquote, his didn't count because the moms didn't remember hiding that one. So the bunny ended up ultimately going to Chloe. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. damn and that's fucked up like that's a fucked up way to deal with like kids and winning and and I get that you want your kids to be a winner but like if you have to cheat for them you're literally not helping them it's, it's like it's the same as like a parent doing your homework for you you're not gonna learn anything if your parents sat there and, and, and got the degree for you like you, you, you know you gotta learn for yourself exactly so ultimately what you taught your daughters is that they don't have to work for anything everything should just be handed to them and that's where entitlement breeds and that is a very dangerous line to step across
0: oh that's a very it's dangerous and tricky
1: and then i found one for um where is it what the fuck is it one for family and it says i don't speak to them anymore So this one is family-oriented. It says, when I was 16, my 13-year-old sister got a brand new cell phone. Mind you, I never had a phone and I still didn't have one at the time. I worked three jobs in college just to survive. My parents paid my sister's tuition, rent, and bills. They also got her a brand new car. I spent my college years working and using public transportation. My sister spent her a brand new car. When I graduated college, I got nothing. Well, my sister, well, my sister got a brand new Macbook which was stolen from which was stolen a few months later because she left it in her unlocked car. My mother constantly told my sister that she loved her growing up. My mother only said it to me like once in the context of I love you but I don't like you.
0: And I have plenty
1: more of these stories and no I don't speak with my parents or my sister anymore. That's fucked up. Yo, that's all the way fucked but up. It goes it like- goes down like I was just saying like I feel like and it's, it's fucked up to say that because I could kind of relate to that to a degree. Like, I feel like the only reason my aunt stepped in is because she really wanted a girl child instead of a boy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she used to do mad shit with me. I mean, she did stuff for my, for my cousin, too. I don't want to say it like that. But, like, I feel like mostly she gave me that extra, extra love mm-hmm. because she really wanted a girl child. And, and I that experienced that type of dissension with, I feel like, my own mom to a degree because she always told me she wanted a boy. And I feel like that's why my brother got the best treatment out of out of all of the siblings. So I don't know. Oh, wow. I can I relate to that one. Okay. And then the last one is a work-related one. Since I gave one for school, one for home, and I, was give, I would give one for work. And this one I can relate to as well because this happened at my, my third job. I was at this um, Mediterranean bar and grill. hmm and every idea I would come up to because I'm like, I'm very business oriented like I, I feel like I should probably open up my own restaurant one of these days but anyways good <laughs> but anyways like I know it works and I really know I, I know how to get people to understand me to a degree and understand what I'm talking about so and I feel like that's very imperative in the food industry like One, if somebody doesn't have a lot of knowledge on something and you're able to bring them up to speed without making them feel like an idiot, that is a great bonus. And it will will make anybody, one, trust you and trust your opinion. And two, it it makes you come off as insightful. So they'll always breed curiosity or room for that person to, hmm, you make me think, or hmm, I could trust what you're saying. But anyway, I'm saying all of that to say, um, I feel like, and I don't know if it's racially inclined either, but I think maybe just because he knew how longer. If I was to come up with ideas for the shop, he would then take them, and if it works, he would give credit to my my coworker. Like, oh well, someone so came up with this this um this idea. I think we're gonna use it. Um, no, I literally just told you that twenty minutes ago. You've seen that it worked ten minutes ago. Why are you giving her credit? She's not even here. Hmm. And like just blatantly disregard what, like, if I come up with a new organizing tip. Oh, look at what so and so did, or told me how to do yesterday. That that was me. Like, why why are you not giving me the credit for what the fuck I'm doing here? That's Needless crazy. to say, diverse amount don't fucking exist anymore. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> back to the story. <laughs> so this one calls taking credit for the work of others. So it says my work bosses at my one job in college basically allowed their favorites to steal my ideas and take credit for it or often yell at me for the actions of others that I've tried to fix. When I tried to explain myself, they never listened, kept saying it was excuses or just ignoring me. So, And I'll never forget the time two co-workers took all our equipment for the weekend when they were in another state for a convention, leaving me to use like the bad camera to film the event that I had to work. So what did they get? A slap on the wrist. What did I get? I got fired. Damn. Like, how you, how you get fired for filming bad quality, but the people who took the equipment away for the weekend for personal shit, like, why are they not getting fired? That That is fucked up. Uh. It is fucked up and
0: mind-blowing at the
1: same time. I'm almost choking my coffee at the same time. I'm like, what the fuck? Right? And then I got one last story. It's another one work-related, but it ties into favoritism because, well, actually, this ties into favoritism and nepotism because it's family-oriented. So it says, this isn't good. There was a woman at my job. She was an absolute talentless bitch with no social skills. She would constantly have a falling out with her coworkers because she was an annoying, nosy idiot who couldn't keep her fucking mouth shut. However, her husband was really high up. And he was a senior manager and extremely good at his job too. So whenever his wife screwed up, people started complaining to their union representatives. And she got hopped from her one made-up position to a brand new made-up position. Just so like, you know, they didn't have to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. It's like you're my wife I'm not gonna fire you like what the fuck but you can't like you know keep ruining business to the point where right now I have no employees it's just you it's like bitch what the fuck
0: oh <laughs> so, shit
1: so bullshit job posts like head quality assurer and which is all you did was spend all day sorting QA documents into folders or head delivery expediter and you just spend all day sorting invoices into folders or head of product, head of product definition and all you do is spend time sorting product briefs into folders like what the hell? So all jobs that would, that would pay management rates, but it, it could also be done by somebody who like just freshly got out of college. So her only saving grace was her husband, and he knew that his wife was so useless, so he never tried to leverage his position to punish people who complained. However, I'm pretty sure he ran out of departments to put her in because pretty much everyone hated her guts. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious oh my gosh yes
0: you guys oh my y- yo ashley that was amazing yo y'all heard y'all heard four or five different perspectives That's nice. like it worked like favoritism it works to many many different from work to family to, to school to school and it boils right back in <laughs> back into family and even into personal
1: business. That's a whole fact. And I'm going to be honest, I get it because to a degree, there has been other times and other jobs and other scenarios that I've had where favoritism actually worked in my favor, but it was never an issue because i feel like most people understood it was always deserved if that makes sense because you see me in the way i work like i'm a phenomenal worker so yeah you, you can't that sit there and be like oh ashley not does she get special treatment why she get to stay on her break a little bit later or why she do that because one ashley overachieves two she keeps an organized station three she knows how to pull guests in <laughs> for like there's just like so many reasons so it's like you cannot be mad she gets her job done what what else do you want and she goes above and beyond so ding ding what you, like, what... now the only reason you would complain is if it was undeserving for examples like that was just explained before like the only reason this bitch is bitches getting over because you fucking her like
0: ding, ding ding or they only getting over
1: because of the color of their skin or their race or like you know it's just so many different things
0: it is it really is and it's like, my Booty Bear fans, it really does interconnect to everything. Personal, professional lives, favoritism how you get treated by family, it affects your work status, even into the outside world. Like, she just gave a perfect example. And then when it came something towards, like, a little personal example with me, how I was dealing with shit at work, more so at work and then some in the family side, because it, why it transformed into that, because... I was telling like I was mentioning earlier when you when I was telling my talking to my therapist and I was telling him all oh, the tea what was going on with family and in work, I felt really socially awkward because every time I was scared either to make a mistake or I'm scared that I was totally afraid that I was gonna like get yelled at or I was about to snap the hell off because knowing me. We I don't like getting one thing I don't like getting yelled at. We're not going to stay here and, and bring down a person to make yourself look good because then you're going to set yourself up a failure and then I'm going to get you afterwards. But the moral of the story is this: Do not treat people how how you will want to be treated because you don't know what journeys they have been on or what situations that have went through to get get to where they needed to be at today. You probably might, you won't even know till you ask questions. Like if you ask me or Ashley, you would hear us go through different stuff but very similar situations, if that makes sense. Because we're both two different people, but we went through some hella, hella struggles together when we put it together. Exactly. Exactly. We went through a lot. So it's like we take everything that we learn and we transform it into a positive because now... Like as you were saying, Ashley, how I am at work, I go above and beyond. I make sure my patients are fed. As some of you guys do, most of you guys know, I work in a hospital, and this is very different from Starbucks and Pratt, because Pratt, they all knew me about my customer service, Boo-Boo Kitty. They knew me. They knew I was always bringing life. I was always bringing life to the customers, always make their drinks, and also get the tips. I I have this gift, but other people that didn't have the gift didn't get shit. So they won't want to use me to get the tips and stuff to bring in more money. So they'll use me in my benefit. And I'm like, no,
1: I'm like, no, that's why you're in the position you're in. I'm in a better boat. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And not to say it like that, because I hate when you, when you speak from a truthful place, it sometimes comes off as one you think you're better than or you're not humble or another. Because, I mean, you're never humble when you say you're humble. But, but I just hate that it, it always gets taken to that extreme. And it's like, no, I have every right to say what the fuck I'm saying, right? telling myself has nothing to do with me trying to brag about the status that I'm at on and that. Like, no, it just is what the fuck it is. I noticed that when things were X, Y, Z, you are behaving a whole different way. And now the things that A B C it's a whole different story. Like, make you know, make it make sense.
0: It you're right. Cause it's like, you know, we're not the two our own horns, but look what we like listening to your story and listening to mine. I was just like, wow, we went through a lot of shit. We came a very far a long way. Like, look at you. You're now an entrepreneur. You're you're growing your millionaire business. Like, y'all, she's really doing it. I'm out here doing my thing with the podcast and trying to rebrand Buddha Bear Bakery but I'm focusing on one power at a time because I want Buddha Bear Talks the podcast to be the shit and the it hub so people can feel comfortable with themselves and be like hey like these are real actual motherfucking people that go through what we go through on the daily because I don't we don't sugarcoat shit on this podcast we give it to you as well as we can without revealing, t- without not revealing too much. Just give you a little seasoned salt what's going on. Because we don't want to call nobody out because that's not what we're going to do. we we bigger than that. We, we're bigger. We're stronger. We're, we're, we're wiser than that. And you also got to take into perspective, like, if you're going through shit with your family and they still treat you like shit pull your person to this, pull your little man, little man or little girl, like your man or daughter or son to the side and have that intimate conversation. Like, how is everything? Be very honest with me. Is this something that I'm doing wrong? Is something we like, have that one-on-one dialogue communication. That's some of us, we didn't get that one-on-one dialogue conversations. We're just lucky we get to have friends outside of the family that understands us and that that really gets us for us. And it's funny you saying how your aunt was, my aunt from North Carolina was the same way. My aunt was like, she would encourage me one time. She was like, yo, like, keep doing what you do and do not come back to North Carolina because there is nothing down South. I have a lot of aunts and uncles, but I have one of my favorite aunts that lived not far where I lived at in Vanceboro, but she know who she is, ow. But. <laughs> Sorry,
1: it was the owl for me. <laughs> ow, she knows who
0: she is, ow. Yes, you know it, Ash, but, yo, she was the one that always kept encouraging, like, y'all, keep going, keep doing it, keep striving, you're doing so good. She said, don't you come back to North Carolina, there ain't nothing down there, and she's telling the truth, it was nothing down south for me, because what, besides working a factory job, and then you get a person pregnant, or if you're gay, you're shunned, and be treated by different people, and but I believe in the back of my head, she knew who I was and she understood me for the first time, and it felt being understood for the first time in a long time. And she kept me pushing; I kept it going. So, there you guys have it, ladies and gentlemen. We have to keep it real, and that's like thank you all for so listening, Ashley. Thank you so much. Of course, well, like keeping it real because I said because y'all.
1: It's
0: the only thing I know. Oh, yes, because you keep it real keep it sightful. I was like, yes, bitch. Yes, yes, go deeper. Go deeper. But yes, y'all. That is what the booty bear conversations for today, y'all. Oh my god. Thank you so much, Ashley. And we gotta bring Trees into the midst because yo. Yes, yo, I miss my baby. I miss my, my trees I miss yes. her. Oh my gosh. Don't worry, you guys. Therese is joining up with the fams because we're all maybe I'm gonna give them a little tea, Ashley, because they're
1: because
0: you're in this too, as well. Oh, yes, you are. Because guess what, boo? As soon as you get your booty butt up here, we're gonna do another episode with all three of us all together in the oh, yes, settings. And then Spotify is doing something really amazing, y'all. We're about to do a video podcast. Going, you might see, you're going to see us in the flesh, face to face.
1: Yes.
0: And we're going to be cooking and baking too. So I'm going to do a little, more in, More tea is coming, but I just want to give my, our Booty Bud- Bear Bud- fans the update what's going on with Spotify and Anchor. We're doing crazy, amazing, beautiful things. And the creators are, we're just getting ready for this video podcast. It's going to be dope. <laughs> yes.
1: yes. Yes. I'm so here, boy. You know I'm ready for it, puff. You know <laughs> I'm ready for it. Yo, yes. And be on the lookout. Run- Can wait, wait till next month? Oh my gosh. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> we're all three of going to be together. Yes. In the same setting. It's going to be awesome. Well, that's all the time that we got for right now. We we are going to take a little itty bitty break and we'll be right back. we do share some wonderful yumminess and encouragement. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, you got to hear. I love sharing my Buddhist perspectives on this wonderful talk.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Thanks again, Ashley. You're the best. We'll be back.
1: And. <laughs> <laughs> <Am. Am. laughs> Later, y'all. Later.
0: Well, you guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope that you learned something on this episode tonight that I hope it brightens up your mind. I hope that it gets you to be more compassionate. And it comes to really show you, you don't know what people are really going through outside of work. So learn to share some compassion with one another and learn to have respect for one another as well. Because how would you feel if you was in both of our shoes? You wouldn't want that same thing to be happening to you. I wouldn't want that to happen to anybody else. So you have to really go go with this in mind. Learn to accept people's differences for who they are. No matter what color, race, hair design, whatever. Everyone is built differently. If you ain't woke up to what was going on during the pandemic, what I was mentioning in season one, you got a lot more growing to do. This is the time where we have to learn to accept one another and stop judging one another because y'all don't know what people are going through. You need to stop being insensitive. This is your chance to go in perspective and say, hey, you know what? I don't know what this person's going through. So let me know what, let me get to know this person for who they is because you never know. You might learn something from one another. And when you go to work today, or are you heading home, parents? If you guys are listening to this, please have a conversation with your child. Accept their differences for who they are, and don't treat them any differently. Hey, you heard how we, what me and Ashley went through. And I don't want you guys to go through the same thing what we went through. Then it's going to cause you to manifest to block of your own blessings where you're trying to get and go in life as well. And the same thing to all my dope ass hardworking people out here. Accept people differences, learn to gel together, work together, and get the objective done, and stop judging one another because how would you feel if you want to be judged and disrespected? You wouldn't want that to happen to you. Okay? So go with that in my mind. Be you. Respect one another. Love yourselves. Love each other. And let's motherfucking win. That is all for today's episode. I hope this gives you the whole encouragement that I'm keeping it real as much as you can. And from this moment on, we as a Booty Bear family, we're going to keep it real together no matter what. I love y'all. Stay safe. Stay masked up. Until the next episode, it's time to motivate. Later.